Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. I've learned that the best way to have an insightful podcast episode is to just say things that were said on the Ezra Klein podcast, which is exactly what I'm going to do now, because something was discussed in, I think, Friday's episode that pertains to some this, to some very liberating thing that I did for myself last night in a moment of drunken self-love and conviction. Normally, I never in my life have occasion to, like, celebrate the fact that I made a decision, a drunken decision. With the exception of one... Tonight, this is one of those occasions, but there's also one other exception that I can think of. This was, like, three years ago. I may have told you the story. I was at the 7-Eleven on Brickell Avenue with my friend Bob. It was, like, 10 p.m. We had just left a bar. We'd already had, like, three beers, but we were about to buy more beer and some chips, and we were going to take them up to his apartment, when suddenly right by my foot, ran a very agitated little rat. And I say little, though a health inspector is gonna say, okay, well, you can have rats, so long as they're small. The only thing that kept me from, like, freaking out and screaming and crashing through racks of snacks is the fact that I had this kind of drunken, ethereal zen remove from the situation where I knew I, I knew I was looking at something frightening. I was having a frightened response, but I was also like, Hey, Bob, look at the rat. Did you see the rat? There's a rat in here. Anyway, we'll get to the liberating thing in a minute. First, I want to tell you about that Ezra Klein episode on Friday, where he interviewed philosopher C. Tai Nguyen, who was a philosopher of games. Video games were what came to mind when I first heard that, because it's such a huge cultural space that I don't think really gets that kind of highbrow academic treatment. But no, this dude is a, a philosopher of all games, like board games, sports, chess, RPGs. And Nguyen goes on a fascinating soliloquy at one point in the show where he says, and I'm paraphrasing the argument, there's probably more nuance to it, that when parents espouse concern, about their kids playing violent video games and the violent video games are gonna make them grow up to become violent people. He, he kind of concedes that, okay, there's some merit to that concern, but it's probably not the foremost concern as concerns your child's relationship to video games. Because what a game does, he says, and this transcends mediums, games do something that life does not. A game tells you right when you begin what your abilities are, it tells you, when you begin, what your limitations are, and then it tells you, more importantly, what your goals are. And from those three things, you can intuit what the dangers will be. But the goals in a game, though they, they take many different shapes depending on what you're playing, they generally manifest as some kind of point system. And if you play a lot of games, if you inhabit these very neatly delineated boundaries for too long, then you can become a gamified person, a person who is obsessed with the acquisition of points. Which isn't to say that you will become obsessed with playing that game and getting a better and better score, although maybe you will. What Nguyen points out is that we live in a world where there are certain kinds of point systems around which you can orient your life. Cash, of course, is the foremost point system in our daily life, is how much money you earn, and we all know about how that influences people's self-esteem, their, their sense of other people. But there's also social media followers, 
likes, views, the number of sex partners you've had, the number of pounds you can lift, the number of miles you can run. He suggests that if, if there's a, a rubbing off effect of playing many, many video games, it might be that people latch on to the idea that a person will leave the world of video games, they will go out into the real world, and they will latch on to the point system that they find most rewarding. And then that becomes the very black and white metric by which they evaluate the quality of their life and the metric by which they value themselves. It's a kind of tyranny of numbers and scoring. I certainly see this on social media with like people who are, there's anything inherently bad about it, but you can see sometimes a grain of maybe problematic self-competition when someone is posting a celebration about the fact that they've they've broken their record and they've fasted for five consecutive days with no food or they ran x number of miles and look here's a picture of my foot all of my toenails have fallen off isn't it wonderful anyways the reason i bring up that gamification thing is because it pertains to that aforementioned very liberating thing that i did at the bar which was to tell an incredibly popular man to get fucked and then he left Okay, technically, I didn't do that. The very popular man I'm referring to is Jack Reacher, kinda. Jack Reacher is the protagonist of a series of murder mystery novels by Lee Child. Child has written, I think, 22 or 23 of these Reacher books, and the series has sold over 100 million copies. And the brand, the Reacher brand, has probably crossed your path somewhere in the past month because they now there's now a new... TV adaptation, or streaming adaptation, on Amazon. It's called Reacher, and apparently fans are very pleased with it. So that's obviously a sign that they're doing it right. I listened a couple weeks ago to David Remnick, the editor of The New Yorker, interviewing Lee Child. Remnick is an avowed fan of the series, as is fellow mega-best-selling writer Malcolm Gladwell. And in this interview, Child is talking with Remnick, and Child says that when it comes to reviews, for the Reacher novels, there's one comment that he hears over and over again from, from any number of his millions and millions of readers whenever they meet him at a signing or they come up to him on the street or at a bar, and he says this one comment means the world to him and it kind of nullifies whatever criticism might come from, like, I don't know, a book reviewer. And that comment is this. Hello, Mr. Child. Thank you for writing that Jack Reacher book. I loved it so much, I finished it which is a fucking beautiful thing. I really dig that he brought that line up, because I think I would, if, if someone said that to me, I would feel too shy to mention it. I think because it can start to seem problematic. It can, sound, it can seem like you're suggesting that only ignorant people or stupid people like this series. What actually comes to mind when I hear that people are saying that to him is that this is a book for busy people, not dumb people. Because when it comes to the massive number of Americans who are perfectly literate but who never read books, I am 100% certain, and this is just a whim, but I'm very, very certain that for the overwhelming majority of those people, the reason that they don't read books is not because they're too dumb to do it, but because they're too fucking busy, or they're too distracted. And any book that can fall into the hands of such a person and help them to transcend their busyness or transcend their distraction and immerse themselves in a written story that's fucking awesome. I'm glad that book exists. And another thing that happened last month as I was hearing all this shit about those Jack Reacher books is that finally, at my girlfriend's behest, I returned to the Miami-Dade County Public Library system about $250 worth of materials that I checked out 
two years ago. We don't need to talk about why I had them for two years and never actually cracks any of them. Suffice to say, I am now, I'm using the library resources all the time. I can't believe I did not have this in my life. And I'm taking particular advantage of their rentable eBooks, which you can have on your phone or your Kindle for 21 days with an option to renew them if you don't finish the book in that time. But you can only renew it if there aren't other readers waiting for it. And when it comes to the Jack Reacher books, people are always waiting for every volume. Well, I was fucking hearing a lot about these books, and so I got on that waitlist, not just for the first Reacher book, Killing Floor, but for its sequel, Die Trying. Both of those books freed up at the same time, a couple days later, and I was like, cool fucking beans, I'm gonna read the shit out of these books. And I noticed that I was like, not looking forward to it. I was eyeballing these, my brother's a bodybuilder. I was looking at these books the way that I sometimes have seen my brother look at heavy things. The emotion I was feeling toward these Reacher books was not excitement, but conquest. I wanted to defeat the Reacher books. I wanted to acquire, to absorb, to traverse the Reacher books in a very quick way. And I was telling myself like it would be super systematic. I would read 50 pages a day, breeze through them. And then I, I would read the two volumes very quickly in order. And then I would know about the Reacher books. And when someone brings up the Reacher book, I could be like, well, I read two books and that was fine. I was reading these books because of the hype. I was reading these books because I wanted to be part of the conversation. And I wanted to see what's a book like that inspires a bunch of people who don't normally read books, not only to read books, but to finish them. Well, 16 days into that 21-day rental period, I'd read 150 pages of the first book. And as I was reading it, every time I went to open that digital copy, I saw that there were three people waiting for it, and then four people, and then five, and eight, and twelve. Was I enjoying The Killing Floor? Yeah! It's a really fucking well-written thriller. And by the way, a peculiar thing I've noticed about like monumentally commercial entertainment, stories that are crafted with a, like a pointed interest in becoming very, very popular in America, is that they don't use profanity. Even these Reacher books, which are like, obviously they're for adults because they're packed with violence and the characters throw around these sort of polysyllabic forensic science terms. But even with all of that violence, even with the constant suggestion of sex, the, the constant description of murder scenes, nobody really says fuck. Which only feels weird because they keep saying, like, in lieu of fuck, they say damn, or dang, or frickin', or freakin'. And I just tend to forget that, like, one of the bubbles I inhabit, being a specific kind of person in a specific social circle within a specific kind of city, is I forget that a huge portion of American adults are offended by coarse language. And I don't say that as like a knock against them or a sign that they're too sensitive. I don't think that someone who flinches at the word fuck is any different from someone who flinches at the word moist or schmegma or Ted Cruz. But yeah, I was making a task of reading this book. I was counting the pages I would read, counting the number of volumes I would read, and then in a beleaguered, guilty way, I was counting the number of people who were waiting for me to get through my ego trip and give up the book. As the clock was winding down with just four days left in my rental, I, uh, I, was, I was fucking thinking about this book at random points in the day. And as the deadline was getting closer, I was like, fuck, I need to not read fucking 50 pages a day. I need to read 70. I need to read 100 pages a day. It wasn't until I got, I got tipsy by myself at Batch last night that the thought of impending reading marathons for to get through these Reacher books, it crossed my mind and then I felt a, a quick cardiac flutter of nerves. And then I just opened my phone, I went to the library app and I deleted the two fucking Jack Reacher books 
from my profile because I don't need that kind of stress in my life. Also, these books are meant to be enjoyed, and I'm not reading them with the purposes of enjoying them. Not only am I not reading them with the purpose of enjoying them, I am preventing other people from doing exactly that. Also, on an ethical plane, I don't like to see myself gamifying. One of the most valued practices and institutions and traditions in my life, which is reading. Reading should be fun, it should be immersive, it should be a passionate experience. A book should not be rushed through for the purpose of just having it under your belt so you can carve another notch on your bedpost. You should read something because you enjoy the process. You enjoy the journey of that particular narrative. And someday, when it comes to the Reacher books, that is exactly what I intend to do. To sit down with no rush and breeze through the pages. To enjoy it for the pastime that it was meant to be. And when that day comes, and I am chillaxing as I'm supposed to chillax, and I'm reading as I'm supposed to read, I can rest assured that if I put my mind to it, I will be the most relaxed reader of that book. I will relax hard.